Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we're doing a little something different. I'm going to try an experiment. Um, you know, sometimes I, I'll do just a, an episode and it's like, hey, here's like a modern jazz grab bag, you know, and there's a lot of great newer modern tunes with like great beats and stuff. And then, you know, I could turn around and, and I've done this. There's like some of my uh, favorite like grab bag episode of nothing but like old classic tunes from like, you know, the 20s, 30s, uh, 40s, stuff like that. But here's the issue. is Sometimes I get mail or recommendations and they're like, man, Dr. Jazz, yo, play some more of that modern stuff. And I'm wondering if they actually ever listen to the older stuff. And likewise, on the other side of the coin, I'm wondering if those cats that really dig like the old 78s, you know what I mean, like the, the shellacked kind of records, you know, like old-timey stuff, actually ever listen to any of the modern stuff. Or, a third part to the equation, if any of those, like, diehard, like, straight-ahead folks, you know, the ones who only listen to Miles, only listen to, like, Coltrane, only listen to Monk, Dizzy, you know, cats like that, right? I wonder if they listen to either. Do they ever listen to stuff that's coming out nowadays? Do they ever listen to stuff that preceded the straight-ahead giants like Miles and Bird and Diz and Monk? So, with those criteria in mind I have created an episode called listen here <laughs> and what listen here aims to do is you're not going to get like a set of modern and then a set of old stuff no because that would be a lot too that would be a, too easy to, to kind of scrub through and get to whatever you like out of that so we're just intermixing them throughout the whole episode so you're going to get non-straight ahead, old classics, and modern great tunes all mixed into one. Hope you dig it. Thanks for listening.
so that track was called Twilight in Turkey and it is by the one and only Teddy Hill uh, from 1937 and it features it's Teddy Hill and his NBC orchestra in case you're wondering NBC yes is still around uh, featured Shad Collins, Frank Newton, Bill Dillard, Dickie Wells on trombone. You probably heard Dickie Wells from the Basie Band. Russell Procope on reeds. And you probably heard Procope from Ellington's band. Cecil Scott, Howard Johnson, Teddy Hill, Sam Allen, John Smith, Richard Fulbright, Bill Beeson, and Beatrice Douglas. Now, it should be noted that Teddy Hill, who was born in Birmingham, Alabama was a big band leader, and he played a variety of instruments, including the drums, the clarinet, soprano saxophone, and the tenor saxophone. So not only did he play everything instrument-wise that Coltrane did, but he also played the clarinet and the drums. Just putting it out there, right? Um, yeah, so he here's the thing that that's really interesting, is that um, for all you straight-ahead cats... Uh, you probably, if you're a bebopper, know the importance of, you know, Thelonious Monk and Kenny Clark meeting up at the bebop laboratory over in Harlem, known as better known as Minton's Playhouse, right? Well, in 1940, uh, Teddy Hill, who we just heard, actually bought the 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 place that would become Minton's Playhouse under his own name. So. He owned Minton's Playhouse. He's the one who started Minton's Playhouse. And on top of that, Dizzy Gillespie was in one of his bands. So, yeah. In fact, he, Dizzy Gillespie was in the in a different 1937 band and later 1937. Um, so, Bebop might not have had a laboratory had it not been for Teddy Hill. So, like I said, we heard... Twilight in Turkey, keeping things all Eastern. Before that, in the middle of the set, we heard The Voyage of the Pyramid Builders from the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra off of their album Pyramids, Opus 4, number 2. And the main, the leader and the main force behind this project of the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra is none other than the great trumpeter Russell Gunn, G-U-N-N, super important guy, incredible musician. Uh, I've been following him since his ethnomusicology days and uh, Churchill Grounds over in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, dude is a force of nature, you know, and uh, he's finally getting some love with this project, you know. Uh, he was also, he's been a member of Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra for a while there um, for a hot minute in the trumpet section, and that's no slouch section, by the way, Ryan Kaiser and all them cats, you know, um, so give some credit where credit is due, if you like that middle track, by all means, check out the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra, and then we started off the set, uh, with a great Thomas Morris, with, who's this here stranger, and, uh, <laughs> uh, Thomas Morris, uh, was an incredible, uh, pre-Louis Armstrong trumpet player. Uh, jazz critics have said that if you want to know how brass players like trumpet players in New York sounded before Louis Armstrong influenced everyone when he came on the scene, listen to Thomas Morris, like what we started off the set. 
that's what most of the brass players sounded like. He has, in his whole discography, many uh, recording dates with Clarence Williams, Charlie Johnson, Fats Waller, the guy who wrote Ain't Misbehavin', uh, and many other singers like Mammy Smith, Eva Taylor, and Sippy Wallace. Um, but most of the of the tracks were from his band, The Seven Hot Babies. So, for, it was pre, you know, it was uh, around the time everything was being called hot. You know, like Louis Armstrong is Hot Five, Hot Sevens. Well, this is The Seven Hot Babies with Thomas Morris. Um, they had eight songs in 1923 and ten songs that they recorded in 1926. Um, for a little while, Morris was actually a porter at the Grand Central Terminal. And then in the last few, few years of his life, he was associated with Father Divine's strict religious movement, and he changed his name from Thomas Morris to Brother Pierre. Sidney Bechet, who is one of my favorite musicians, actually recalled an encounter with him uh, when he was doing a radio interview, and he said, I happened to be walking down 132nd Street near 7th Avenue, which is where 7th Avenue South is, by the way, for those jazz folks in the know. And he said, I, I saw Thomas Morris, and I was tickled to death to see him. And I said, hello, Thomas. And he said, not no more. I'm St. Peter. He goes, well, you might be St. Peter to Father Divine, but you're Thomas Morris to me. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, Thomas Morris, uh, he eventually went out to California. He passed away there in 1945. And it happens to be that he's an uncle of the piano player Marlo Morris. So, there you go. So hopefully you've uh, gathered some information about uh, what we just heard there. And uh, we got some cool stuff coming up in this set as well with a little touch of New Orleans. That's right, New Orleans, Louisiana. You Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Listen Here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Da, 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 da. All right, John, what do you want to listen to?
Destined for greatness. Nobody ever thought we would make it. Watch how far we take it. Past the stars and spaceships from a city where the music is sacred. You in the presence of a rebel now. Yeah, we about to take it to another level now. About time everybody got together now. Things are looking better now. We can live forever now. We made it out the hood. This was never supposed to happen. We was only supposed to stay out the stick to rapping. White feet is bearing off. I ain't talking fashion. Stereotype, cause I was born with this black skin. I hate racism with a motherfucking passion. Let's hate for love, addition by subtraction. Competition lacking, I'm laid back laughing. The big man's on top like I am proper fraction. It's a miracle when we survive way back then. I ain't talking rap when I say tech nine, Mac 10. I write rhymes that change lives with my black pen. Box they never apologize for your passion. So I'm mashing the gas and I'm dashing the past. The haters, the crabs, and cowards who did me bad, quit relaxing. Now I'm texting, so put your We're destined for greatness. Nobody ever thought we would make it. Watch how far we take it. Past the stars and spaceships from a city where the music is sacred. You in the presence of a rebel now. Yeah, we about to take it to another level now. About time everybody got together now. Things are looking better now. We can live forever now. 504, I'm reppin' that now Aim at your apple, so watch me put the Mac down <laughs> They ask me how I made it out of that town I tell them I ain't never ever back down Humble shit, I get it poppin', no other option that I'm coming with World on my shoulders, yeah, that's that Stone Cold Stunner shit Give me a hell yeah, if you can see we runnin' it underdog Central is all you gonna get Banks, the name is going round Promoters is booking them like they're taking them downtown Somebody not from the city, I'm taking them downtown Love that I'm from the city, listen to my proud sound Worldwide, they recognize who we are. Come on, back at the crib, we neighborhood superstars. Uh, it's old rebels and the boy Alpha Banks. First name must be Shabba Way for climbing up with ranks. Come greatness. on, nobody ever thought we would make it. Watch how far we take it. Past the stars and spaceships from a city where the music is sacred. You in the presence of a rebel now. Yeah, we about to take it to another level now. About time everybody got yeah. together now. Things 
are looking better now. Talk to him, man. We can live forever now. Yeah. The school system teaching ill-advised lessons. A new instructor taking over, ain't no second guessing. Indenting every paragraph, period, end of sentence. You're learning from a legend, from my autograph, they begging. The heads who got you jumping better tighten up suspenders. I'm purified water, not a carbonated beverage. I go the extra mile, not reward my extra credit. And if you try to pay me, best believe you're gonna regret it. They say I'm living right, keep my hands tight. That's another daily struggle on a black man plight. Got me on that tunnel vision, all I see is the light. This was hard work, trying to keep that roll of the dice. Yeah, this ain't a gimmick, you get out what you put in. Still on my grind, I remember back when. Embarrassing these haters with a pad and a pen. Got that Gil Sky hair on, let it sink in. Testing for greatness. Nobody ever thought we would make it. Watch how far we take it. Past the stars and spaceships from a city where the music is sacred. Presence of a rebel now. Yeah, we about to take it to another level now. About time everybody got together now. Things are looking better now. We can live forever now. So Rebel Brass Band, good God, love that song from their album Poetry in Motion, talking about pure modern brass bands in New Orleans. Now, that's the thing, right? Everybody in that whole set came from New Orleans, Louisiana, and that's the really cool part. I mean, y'all feel me? Because like the Soul Rebels are a brass band out of New Orleans. And they're mixing uh, the brass band tradition that's been going on since before Louis Armstrong was probably even born. Back in Buddy Bolden days, y'all. I mean, way back. They used to play for all these things. Somebody died to be a brass band. Somebody got married to be a brass band. Somebody had a kid to be a brass band. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, I don't know, got a tooth pulled. Probably there'd be a brass band. You know what I'm saying? So the idea is that for any big event in life, no matter what, how little or small, really, you know what I mean? There would be a brass band. And you would pay a monthly fee so that whenever, like, your wife or your husband, or, you know, God forbid your son or daughter died or something, that, that you could call the brass band. If they got married, you, you were paying into that, like insurance, right? So, bam. And they also started the whole second line thing, you know, for, like, New Orleans funerals, for uh, any kind of picnic Anything. So-and-so got a job. So-and-so got promoted. Let's get the second line out. Let's have a picnic with a family. Bam. There's a brass band, you know. So they're not doing that as much anymore. But certainly whenever somebody important in music passes away, you know, uh, like we lost Big Benny uh, not too long ago, who was only in his 40s. And uh, he was the, the leader, the creator of the Hot 8 brass band down in New Orleans, you know. Uh, and Hot 8's got some great stuff, too. Um, but they had a second line for him, you know. And when Dr. John passed away, they had a second line for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, it's an important part of the culture in New Orleans. So Soul Rebels is taking it more of a modern direction. You've got some hip-hop in there and, and, and stuff, and, and that's fantastic because they're putting their own spin on it, you know what I mean? It can't sound ancient, but yet it's got to be seeped in tradition. So there you go. Talking about seeped in tradition, that's who we heard in the middle. The one and only Joe King Oliver 
That's right. The guy who Louis Armstrong looked up to so much, he said, nobody could call me and get me to leave New Orleans unless it was Papa Joe. And Joe Oliver, King Oliver, who Louis affectionately called Papa Joe, was the only one who could do it. So when King Oliver went and took his band with Lil Hardin and Honoré Dutre and you know Johnny Dodds, Baby Dodds, all them cats, and he and he took them. Bill Johnson took them up to Chicago, made that great migration from New Orleans, and took that music into Chicago, which was a epicenter of industry and and music in America in the early twenties. He he called for Louis Armstrong, and Louis got on the train after King Oliver was established, and he basically took the. He never looked back. He took the world by storm at that point. And that's, I mean, so that's how much this dude meant to Louis Armstrong. And Louis Armstrong is certainly uh, one of the iconic, huge pillars of success. And and everybody, I mean, everybody wanted to be Louis Armstrong. Phrased, the singers phrased things the way that he phrased them. You know, when he sang, trumpet players all changed the way that they approached how to solo and how to attack notes and things like that, all due to Louis Armstrong. And Louis Armstrong's, his number one guy was King Oliver. Not Bunk Johnson. He says that even in his book, you know, uh, that Louis wrote himself from his own letters. He goes, Bunk never taught me anything. He goes, it was always Papa Joe that took the time to teach me, so... God bless Joe Oliver. Uh, and then before that, we heard uh, the current music sensation out of New Orleans right now, John Batiste. Now, you may know John Batiste better as the musical director for the uh, late show with Stephen Colbert, uh, but he is a force of nature. He is a force for kind-heartedness, generosity, good spirit, a good soul who's walking the earth right now. Uh, that's rare that you get to be fa uh, famous and fantastic and that you're actually a good human being at your core. But I can for sure say that John Batiste is one of those rare, rare people. And on top of that, his new album, We Are, is produced on Verve Records, first of all, which is a cool thing because that's a jazz label y'all but it's also produced by Quincy Jones and you know Quincy's still got a Midas touch right anything Quincy touches but bam goes gold so couldn't be happier for John and uh, yeah and he did all the music for soul you know and he's working on like this this opera I want to say uh, he's working on this magnum opus thing you know what I mean and so dude is just Tons of energy, tons of ideas. Sky's the limit, John. Take it with you, man. Um, take us all with you up there to these ideas. So, John Batiste uh, with Show Me the Way from his album, We Are. Now, if you want all these tracks, don't worry about scratching them down, trying to jot them in your phone or whatever. We've got all that taken care of for you. All you have to do is go to our website, and all the information from this episode and other episodes are there. That website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com. And there you can find out album art. You can also find uh, the artists and the song track names. So there you go. 
Uh, and you can also find the Dr. Chaz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. So please feel free to um, give us a, a good review on Apple. We're still trying to climb up there uh, from a couple of slumps, but uh, also on SoundCloud. Feel free to like us, subscribe, all that good junk. So, And uh, we'll keep on rolling with ideas for you. So this next set, we've got quite an interesting uh, <laughs> uh, collection for you. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the episode Listen Here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
Streams of tears run through trails of unseen landscapes. Soulless water never seems to dance like ballerinas. Raindrops of a thousand needles pierce skin, a punctured heart. A collapsed wall amounts to, I don't give a damn. Talking plants hug resilient vessels.
All right, so that was the great James P. Johnson. And you're probably going, now wait a minute, even if you're in the know, you're probably going, wait a minute, wait a minute. that's like the stride, Harlem Stride Piano guy, right? Yes, but he did more than just that. He was an incredible composer. Uh, he wrote many, uh, like, very large-scale works, uh, including uh, Yamacraw, and even smaller things uh, like what we just heard, which was called Go Harlem. Obviously a nod to the Harlem Renaissance. Um, but here's the interesting thing. One of the editors for James P. Johnson was none other than the great William Grant Still. So, there you have it. Um, now, why am I bringing this up? Well, because we finally uh, witnessed this past week a, a another musical ceiling finally being shattered, which is the great Terence Blanchard with his opera Fire Shut Up in My Bones debuting at the Metropolitan Opera House, um, which has never had in its entire existence a work premiered by a black composer. I know. Crazy, right? Well, that changed this week. And to kind of just tag and tie up a, a nice bow on top of it, Terrence Blanchard as well is another product of the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. So there you have it. you know. But James P. Johnson, getting back all the way around to where we're at currently in our listening, um, wrote many of the um, large-scale works and, and, and it was much more than just he was much more than just a piano player. Uh, he was a very serious composer and uh, hopefully you know I'm sure you remember about the Harlem Renaissance in school and its significance and its importance. So that was go Harlem. Now what's really cool uh, to kind of fuse things together if you will is the middle track sounded pretty interesting you know very modern uh james brandon lewis uh from his album jessup wagon uh he is with the red lily quintet and we heard fallen flowers now this just came out i want to say uh, about i think within the last year uh this came out and um incredible record and it's actually uh, the Jessup Wagon itself uh, was this thing that was uh, an invention by George Washington Carver to kind of go and it's it's like a classroom on wheels. And that is it was this wagon in which he could go around uh, and, and teach about all these agricultural achievements and how it works. And basically it, it would help people to uh, use agriculture, basically have smarter agriculture put it that way and um, so if you've ever seen things like you know the uh, like uh, the mobile classrooms on wheels you know what I mean or like the mobile hospital things or whatever exhibits um, on like a shuttle van that's a, a modern version of what George Washington Carver was doing with this Jessup wagon and this whole album by James Brennan Lewis is dedicated to the achievements of 
the Jessup Wagon and George Washington Carver, which is super cool because we're not talking about somebody who is still alive or somebody that is, you know, 20 years in the past. We're talking about many, many decades in the past, but yet we are still using George Washington Carver's inventions and ideas just in a modern sense. So it's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. And if you've ever had a PB&J peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you can thank George Washington Carver for that too because peanut butter, y'all. So um, very important character to to do a, a kind of a tribute album too. And it kind of gives you a glimpse into the, the modern mind of James Brandon Lewis. So if you haven't checked out the album Jessup Wagon, that's J-E-S-U-P, uh, do so. Trust me, it's worth it. Every song is awesome. Before that, we heard, we started off the set with uh, Scrunch Low by Banjo Ike Robinson. Now, Banjo Ike Robinson, I know banjo is one of those instruments that you're just like, unless it's, you know, like bale of flag, it's just so old, man. It's just so old, you know. No, not really. Uh, it's a cool tune, and... Uh, Dude almost lived to be 90 years old. I mean, he was like 86. And he played with everybody from Jelly Roll Morton to Clarence Williams, Jabbo Smith. And what's really important is that he was one of the first to do like dirty blues songs, uh, which they called hokum back in the day. And furthermore, uh, in 1929, when the stock market was crashing, he recorded a song called Rock Me Mama. Not to be confused with Rock Me, Mama Like a Wagon. We'll, no, strike that. Not doing that. But it's a different song, and it was called Rock Me, Mama. And it's often pointed to as the earliest use of the term rock in Rock Me, Mama. And it evolved from black gospel and later on into rock and roll. So if you want to know why people call rock and roll legends of rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, etc., 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 right? The word rock, you can point all the way back to Banjo Ike Robinson. Yep. So there you go. All right. Enough from me. Uh, we're going to get to some more great music. Like I said, this is not so much about me talking as much as it is about you listening. And that's the purpose of this episode is to mix back and forth older tunes, newer tunes, and get some of those people who prefer the older tunes to actually give a chance to some of these newer tunes and to give some of the people who's like, only like new modern jazz, man, to listen to some of these older tunes. And then, thirdly, for the people who are straight ahead folks, like only listen to Miles, only listen to Coltrane, only listen to Bill Evans, you know, that sort of thing, right? Well, it's Herbie Hancock or nothing, man, you know. Well, none of that's in this. So you get to listen to both ends of the spectrum. See what you're missing out on. So, all right, enough for me. Let's get back to some more music. Thanks for listening. You were listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
beat it out for us.
damn that was bebop that's right the same bebop that's better known by the great dizzy gillespie but that wasn't diz y'all that was the one and only jerome jennings from his album solidarity i mean just tons of great grooves on this and this is one of those tunes that i really love because i love dizzy gillespie's bebop i mean don't y'all get the wrong you know take from this like i love straight ahead i love 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 dizzy and herbie and monk and bird and miles and train all that stuff right but there's other stuff out there you can't put your you can't dig yourself in a hole right open your ears dig some of these things you know jerome jennings is a fantastic example i mean and and the picture on the front is it just says it all like deep deep listening you know there's this beautiful chick just laying on the ground totally listening and they've got everybody like down there like george shearing records basie records on this photo you just got to check it out check, go to the website to check it out um yeah and that website again by the way is dot jazz podcast d-r-j-a-double-z podcast dot wordpress dot com all right uh yeah killer version of bebop with that modern beat to it love 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 it all right in the middle of that set we actually heard uh a tune that's not played hardly anymore and it's a tune called pardon my love and it's by none other than bob howard and his orchestra from 1932 through 1935 on those chronological classic series you know um some killer killer musicians played with bob howard Benny Carter, Teddy Wilson, Ben Webster, Rex Stewart, Barney Begard, Russell Proko. We already said that name earlier. Here he comes back. Cozy Cole on the drums. Buster Bailey, great clarinet player. Um, he was the number, by the way, Buster Bailey was the substitute player for Johnny Dodds in King Oliver's group uh, when Johnny Dodds didn't want to go on tour. That's how good Buster Bailey was. Just putting it out there, right? All right, and then uh, we started off the set with the great drummer and composer Terry Lynn Carrington and her group Social Science from her album Waiting Game. We heard Pray the Gay Away, which featured Radar Ellis and the great Nicholas Payton. By the way, just got to point that out because I do have a lot of NOLA love. You know what I'm saying for New Orleans? Nicholas Payton is another example of a great musician from New Orleans. So, got to put it out there. Uh, yeah, very, very poignant track with um, Terry Lynn Carrington, Pray the Gay Away. And it's talking about, you know, the whole uh, situation about that that's facing LGBTQ members in the community in the United States today. You know, about how... You know, there, there are people out there that think that they can pray the gay away, and th it, that's not it, man. We should just be accepting and loving of everybody, you know? So, um, you know, and, and it is not unheard of for jazz to be on the, the fringes of current events and what's going on. I, I forget who it was, if it was Duke Ellington or if it was Mingus, that said something like, oh, you know, like, Revolution is like, you know, jazz is big brother. Ja what is it? Jazz is the big brother to revolution. You know, it seems to kind of go along wherever it goes. So, 
um, which totally sounds like an Ellington thing to say. But, I mean, that's the truth. You can go back to the whole history of jazz and find tons of great songs that deal with current events and things that are not necessarily popular to play or say, but jazz has been the OG rebellion music, resistance music, call it what you will, right? From Fables of Phobos about the racist governor of Arkansas, Orville Phobos, to Alabama by John Coltrane about the Birmingham bombings um, to, you know, Drive a Man and the whole Freedom Suite by um, Max Roach with Abby Lincoln. I mean, it, it, it can go on and on. Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday. Um, yeah, I mean, ton, Black and Blue, written by Fats Waller, performed by Louis Armstrong. There you go. Um, I could go on and on and on. But just to get, let you know that this is nothing new, it's just this is the modern current events that Terry Lynn Carrington is addressing and keeping in wonderful style with the jazz tradition. All right. Remember, you can check out our website to get all the episodes, album art, and artists for each episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And that website is D-R-J-A-Z-Z. That's Dr. Jazz Podcast, all one word, dot wordpress.com. And you could find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. And, um, yeah, we try to, as long as, you know, I've got a little bit of time away from work, uh, do this out of the goodness of my heart. I'm not making any money on any of this, y'all. This is strictly to promote the love and the good vibes of jazz music to the masses. So, in fact, I actually have to pay a monthly subscription to keep this thing going. So, I'm losing money on this, but it's for what I consider a good cause. So, hopefully you're digging it. All right. We got uh, a few more sets coming at you. So, we got about three more sets. So, lock in if you need to take a break, get you something to drink, coffee, bourbon, whatever. You know what I mean? Mix the two. Um, we're here for you. So, let's get back to some more music. Thanks for listening.
Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So that was Antibal's Cubans from 1932 through 1937, featuring Panchito Reset, Johnny Rodriguez, Alfredo Valdez, and Antonio Machin. Um, yeah. And, and that's the crazy part is we heard um, La Conga, Havana's Calling Me. So real great kind of like pre-Latin jazz kind of, of music, which is super cool because it totally sounds like a conga. I mean, this is pre-Gloria. You know what I mean? So this is pre da 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 <laughs> But it's still got this great conga beat. You know what I'm saying? So, And this is the kind of music that I think that people generally would enjoy, but yet nobody knows about Antibal's Cubans. Um... And here's another name that a lot of people are just now finally starting to get to know, and that's Thundercat. Uh, and we heard the track, uh, the Dragon Ball Do-Rag, from his album, It Is What It Is, which we've all said that, right? And um, that's the thing, is that, uh, you know, Thundercat is one of those 
guys who was in that circle with like Kamasi Washington and um, he's a great bass player a great composer uh, yeah and there's like tons of, of like cool stuff where like Herbie Hancock is just hanging out with Thundercat like you know like what is it Ariana Grande is singing a couple of his tunes online and I don't know he's finally starting to get some recognition which I'm happy for him you know so awesome and that gives you just a taste of Thundercat. There's lots more where that came from. Um, also, check out his album, Drunk. That's a fantastic album. Anyway, we started off the set with a tune called Crossroads, even though you may know it better as Malagania, if you are in the know. But um, it's from 1941 through 1943, the great John Kirby, the bassist and band leader. Uh, once again, featuring... Our guy Russell Prokope on reads, Billy Kyle, Charlie Shavers, Buster Bailey again, O'Neill Spencer, Spex Powell, George Johnson, and Clyde Hart. Uh, it's just really cool to hear his arrangement, John Kirby's arrangement of Malaganya in the title Crossroads. Because usually whenever you hear Malaganya, it's either uh, done in a guitar style or in the Kenton Stan Kenton arrangement, so it's very cool to hear that. And who doesn't love a little Spanish flair, right? So we got Crossroads and La Conga, you know, giving you a little bit of Latin uh, bookends on that set. So uh, don't go anywhere. We got two more great sets for you, uh, and we're going to end with a bang. So in a nice, uh, cool way in our last set. So don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening, and thank you for checking out the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
right. That was Love You Bad by Dinner Party off of their album Dinner Party. And of course, that's Terrace Martin, Felix, the great Robert Glasper, and Kamasi Washington all together there. Um, killer, killer track. Super duper smooth on the smooth O meter. Um, before that, we heard Pig's Feet and Slaw <laughs> from the great Tiny Parham and his musicians from the Chronological Classics 1929 through 1940. And Charles Johnson, Mike McKendrick, Punch Miller, the great trumpet player Punch Miller, uh, Charlie Lawson, Dalbert Bright, Ike Covington, Sam Thayard, and the great bassist, the judge himself, Milt Hinton, all played in Tiny Parham's band. Uh, just some good time music and a different kind of backbeat, but there's still some groove to Pig's Feet and Slaw in the middle of that set. And then we started off the whole thing with a track called Lowrider from the album Black Focus. We heard percussionist Yusef Kamal. Killer album. Absolutely love this album, man. Just great stuff. Uh, again, the whole purpose of this episode called Listen Here is to appeal to three types of listeners. Those who only dig early jazz and don't listen to anything modern. Those who only dig modern jazz and don't dig anything early. And the third, not to be left out, is those who are like only listen to classic jazz. You know, Herbie, Chick Corea, you know, Keith Jarrett, McCoy Tyner... Bill Evans, Miles, Train, Monk, you know. And they don't really listen to early stuff, nor anything really modern going on. So, hopefully, if you're in any one of those three camps, you've at least found something that you dig in this podcast. I sincerely hope so. So, because it is, you know, that is one of our main causes for this podcast is to spread the good vibes and shed some light on some music maybe you hadn't heard so that's what we're doing we're trying to help you out give you some new beats so anyway either way we appreciate you listening so we got one more really good set for you hope you really dig it um yeah and as always don't forget to check out the website dr jazz podcast d-r-j-a-z-z podcast dot wordpress Dot com And by the way, when it says, hey, up at the top bar, contact us. Would love to hear from you. You know what I mean? Getting some emails from some folks, but uh, let me know. I mean, this is an experimental kind of uh, episode, so I'd love to hear people's thoughts on what they think. And we'll go from there. Okay? Maybe we'll do it again if uh, people are like, yeah, I really dug some of the early stuff and some of the newer stuff. Then maybe we'll do it again. If everybody's like, nah, it's too weird, man. Hey, at least we tried, right? All right, enough from me. Let's get back to some awesome jazz. Thanks for listening.
time seems long and the work seems hard. Poor head aching and your back so tired. Ah, children get up. The time ain't long, the working hard, the spirit is on its way. Children get up. Your head may ache, your back be tired, you'll rest on that judgment day. Children sing, 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 sing. Cause you're not born to be blue. Blue. Children get up. The burdens get too heavy, they'll be taken away from you. Pray when the black of night draws near. Pray when the stormy clouds appear. Pray when your heart is cold and fear. Every word will be heard. Children, get up. Scatter away your troubles, cause tomorrow you'll live anew. Children, get up. Your sins will be forgiven for this happiness coming to you.
great set there. Started out with the great one and only Jimmy Lunsford. And it was orchestra from 1930 through 1934 off the chronological classics. And Jimmy Lunsford, that group is very underrated. I mean, no, they're not Glenn Miller or, you know, Count Basie or, or what have you, but just killer swing and such a great group. You, you owe it to yourself to check out as much Jimmy Lunsford out there as you can. Just killer swing. Um, so, yeah, that was Chillin' Get Up by Jimmy Lunsford. And in the middle there, we heard the epic sounds of the one and only Kamasi Washington off of his album Heaven and Earth, Disc 1. It's a two-disc set, y'all. We heard Fists of Fury. Just, it sounds like it could be a total soundtrack, you know, it's... It's so over the top with like the the spoken words and the you know and then the singing and the strings and everything. It truly is like music of epic proportions. So I don't care what the haters say. I dig Kamasi. So and you know I listen to all types of jazz. So yeah, keep on doing what you're doing, Kamasi. Uh, killer stuff. And then we uh, went and had the one and only Duke Ellington to wrap things up for us in that set. We heard Mississippi Moan. And while it's not Take the A Train or anything like that, Mississippi Moan goes all the way back to the OK label, O-K-E-H, and Duke Ellington and his orchestra from way back then, you know what I mean? And um, just killer songs, killer compositions and arrangements, and of course everything is so tightly put together. It comes from the OK collection from... uh, the Columbia Jazz Masterpieces series, and this is an often overlooked gem in Duke Ellington's entire catalog. And I know it's vast, y'all. I know it is. But anything Duke put his pen to is worth checking out on a deeper level than surface level. Okay? So trust me when I tell you that there are a ton of great songs on this two CD set collection. So hopefully you've dug it and that very melancholy kind of moan sort of thing. It's kind of like the perfect music for summer leaving, the days getting shorter, and fall coming in. So, anyway, that kind of concludes the whole program. We certainly hope that you dig it and that you've found at least some tunes that, you know, are new to you, whether that's early jazz or modern jazz, you know. That's kind of the whole point of this podcast. So, um... Yeah, once again, uh, tell your friends, share with your friends the Dr. Jazz podcast. You know, you can find the podcast wherever you find your podcast. So, would greatly appreciate it. Remember, we're not making a dime. We actually have to pay uh, monthly to post these things. So, we're actually in the red every month, you know. Um, Not looking for deals, just sitting there saying, hey, spread the good vibes, man. That's all what it's about. Love and jazz, right? Right. 
All right. So uh, once again, thank you so very much for listening. Uh, we would be nothing without you. We do appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to write us a quick note, uh, we will write you back. Um, and in the famous words of the last person we just heard there, Duke Ellington, we do love you madly. So thank you for listening. Till next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.